Preventing suicide is one of our society's greatest challenges. That's why the Flint Hills Volunteer Center has developed this Suicide Awareness Packed podcast. Packed stands for Prevention, Awareness, Compassion, Training. The Suicide Packed podcast will feature personal stories and professional perspectives. This podcast series is funded in part by the Kansas Health Foundation, AmeriCorps Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Our hope is to touch hearts and provide hope amidst despair. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and hope. Our website and contact info is included in the show notes. It seems like there are so many different ways that people that are challenged with mental issues, you know, and suicidal tendencies, you know, there's all kinds of different avenues. And that's one of the wonderful things about what we do here with the Suicide Prevention and Awareness Podcast, Lori Bishop. We have, I think, a fascinating story to tell today. One of our task force members who's been on before, Mel Pooler, called me one day and she said, I met this great guy at the farmer's market. She, she was telling me about it. So we met for coffee. So Joseph Disperger joins us today and has a great story. I, I was super impressed. Uh, in fact, we were just talking before the podcast about some things. And so he's got some great things to start. So Joseph, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, to, to start, I actually, my birthday's in like a week. I turned 20. So I'm 20 years old. And uh, right now I'm working on starting a mental health book series to help start the mental health conversation. Uh, And back in February, I published my first book, the first book in the series on depression uh, called That Empty Feeling, featuring my uh, main character called Sheldon Jojo the Monkey. Sheldon Jojo the Monkey. That's right. Shell for short. Okay. All right. Good. How did Sheldon come about? How what, how did you come up with the name Sheldon? I never really met my mom's parents and my dad's dad died before I was born. Uh, and I had a grandma, but I never really had a grandpa. Um, and I wasn't around my grandma a, a whole lot growing up. So uh, I met a uh, an older gentleman by the name of Sheldon, Sheldon Edelman uh, while I was doing theater when I was younger. And he was everything I ever wanted to be. And he did everything I ever wanted to be. And he, he was like a grandpa to me. He would tell me stories. He would encourage me. He would help me with things. He uh, really encouraged me to, to pursue the arts and, and puppetry, uh, my cartoons and writing. And one day I was walking in to do a show. I was uh, the White Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. And someone was sitting at the bar and they're like, hey, Joseph. I was like, hey, what's up? And I walked over and they put a fry in my mouth and they go, by the way, Sheldon died. And... I, everything just kind of stopped for me in that moment. I had, I had no idea. Almost a nonchalant way of telling me. Yeah, it was, it was in such a nonchalant way of telling me. I just, I was in shock. Did they know the relationship that you had with him? I don't think they, I I think they knew that I, I was friends with them, but they didn't know how close I was with him. So like my mind was boggling the entire time. And I was like, I'm going to do this show for him. I'm going to get through this opening night for him. But after that, I wanted to stop. I, I wanted to, to just stop everything. I mean, I was already depressed and I was struggling with things. And my mom sat down with me and she talked to me and she's like, do this for him. And uh, so every, I, I continued doing my shows and my characters and developing stuff because of Shell. And it became a, a therapy for me. And I named 
my my main character after him. For those that they're not in studio and can't see, uh, what kind of character is Sheldon? So Sheldon is a monkey. He's a three and a half year old monkey. He stands about three feet tall. <laughs> uh, his favorite food's bananas. And uh, he's green. He's, it makes him unique. Dave, he was telling me about Sheldon he has here. What? How did you make Sheldon out of what? So Sheldon, uh, he's a puppet. Uh, I originally designed designed him to be a puppet and later a cartoon character. And my first puppet, he's here with us today. He's made out of my mom's sweater and my my old bath towel. <laughs> you know, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. But isn't it cute? Oh uh, yeah, he's a, he's he's adorable for a bath towel and, <laughs> and 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 a sweater. Mom wasn't disappointed about repurposing her sweater. No, she thought it was adorable too. It, he's about five six years old now. He's got holes, so I I hope to be making more polished Sheldon soon. Now there are so many creative ways that people deal with, you know, challenges like depression. How has this helped you? I've had depression most of my whole life, as long as I can remember. Like, I didn't know what it was for a long time. I just thought like, oh, this is this is how everyone feels. And, and then one day I found out otherwise. I was nine years old when I was sitting in the back of my mom's car. And um, she had like one of those DVD players that came down from the ceiling and we were watching a show. And it was The Muppets. And I remember for the first time, like belly got laughing. Like I felt magic and joy. And I said to myself, that's what I want to do. And so I started studying puppetry and everything. And that became my therapy. That became my outlet. You know, my cousins, uh, he passed away from suicide and, and every other tragic situation. And, and Sheldon himself, uh, puppetry and my stories, writing my characters, that, that became my, my outlet. And we were talking, uh, a little bit earlier too. Um, about how you find something that can help you to heal. Like I've healed from doing these podcasts after losing my son, you, you know, you with Sheldon and, and telling your story. I think that's really great for healing when you can find that one thing that you might know you're helping others, but you are. And I, I found out through these podcasts that, you know, we, we've had them, those that are seeking counseling. Tell us a little bit about your book. Absolutely. Well, and like I said, this, this book is the first in a series. Uh, this one's on depression. And uh, I hope to have the second book in the series out uh, the second quarter of next year. That's, that's the target date. Um, but this first book, um, this one's on depression, and it features Sheldon. And Sheldon, a little bit about his character, he's he's a very happy, bubbly, optimistic, he's a funny monkey, you know? That's just how he is. And I feel that fits a lot of people who at the same time, when they go home at the end of the day, you know, they're the people that make everyone laugh and smile. You'd never guess that they struggle with depression. And when the door closes at the end of the day and they're with themselves, they're by themselves with their own thoughts, they fight the hardest battle. And so I wanted to recognize that situation first because I that was my situation. Well, it's my situation also. Mine too, yeah. And so I wanted to help give those people a voice. And like I said, I didn't know what depression or mental health or anything was for the longest time. So I wanted to start that mental health conversation with this book, but with the, the next books to come and, and the importance of starting the mental health conversation. The reason why it's important to have this type of conversation with your kids, as well as yourself, to familiar, familiarize you know yourself with these type of topics is to talk about it. For them to know 
about themselves and then you to be able to have a conversation with them. Because my parents didn't know much about it and neither did I, which led to a lot of misunderstandings, confusion and arguments. And that's one of the things that we're doing with this and why we're doing the podcast is to kind of share warning signs and, and things to look for, not wipe it under the rug. They're getting younger and younger that are having these suicidal thoughts, depression and all that. And that's why what what, what you're we're doing and what you're doing we're hoping to engage communication and, and getting parents talking to their children and, and, and watching out for that and not being embarrassed or afraid to call and seek help. Normalizing the mental health conversation. I mean, it's nothing different than, than talking about, you know, your day at work or something that happened. It's something that's very real that all of us deal with to, to a certain extent. And especially now with, where our society is with social media, it's important for children to understand who they are, their own self-worth, uh, but also how to verbalize how they feel as opposed to showing it physically. And then how to talk to their friends, how to have a face-to-face conversation as opposed to just being stuck on their phone all day. Yes. And that's that's really true. Social media has changed a lot. Yeah. Some could be good, but uh, some uh, we need to work on a little limit, limit times and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and, and not just that. I mean, when when you're sitting there and, you know, you're you're looking at all your friends and all the fun things you're, you know, they're doing. And then you're sitting at home on your couch or in your bed. You, you know, you start to feel this sort of, I don't know, you're you don't get to live up to where they are. They're better than you almost. And it's important for for children as well as adults to understand that that's everybody's highlight reel. Joseph Ditzberger is our guest here on Suicide Awareness Pact, uh, the Flint Hills Volunteer Center's Executive Director, Lori Bishop. I'm Dave Lewis. And Joseph, uh, you, you brought Sheldon along. So you've got your first book, That Empty Feeling. What's your next book about? Well, so we have three books in the works right now. The next three would be on anger issues. Uh, shyness and anxiety. So the next book I'm wanting to work on would be anger, anger issues, and and talking about that, dealing with it, finding tools to help uh, work through that, and the right questions to ask uh, to see does my child need to go to therapy or what have you. What kind of help did you receive in your younger years? Uh, well, so that that was the thing. I mean, I grew up in a I would say a, a very old school. Uh, you know, German Catholic kind of upbringing and therapy wasn't, you know, much of an option. Like it, not that it wasn't available. It's just, why would you need that? You know, and, and medication, oh, we don't want to, you know, put you on that for all those reasons. And uh, so I had my, my mom, cause I, I grew up homeschooled. Um, and so I had my mom and I had my brothers and when they're not well versed in something like this, that can be a pretty difficult situation because you have, you know, for example, you have one brother who goes, oh, you're depressed. Oh, that, that must be because, you know, you don't have enough faith. And then you have your mom who, you know, loves you and she listens to you, but then she might blame, you know, my issues on herself. And then that makes me feel like I can't talk to her because I don't want to put her through what I'm dealing with. I don't, that's not her fault. And so I, I don't know what I would call that, but I'm not, I'm trying to be a hero to, to some extent to protect her. But then that puts myself in a box, whether it's, it's these responses that don't help. They're kind of misleading. There's not a huge understanding behind them. 
and then just the fear of either rejection or hurting someone else. And I think that's part of opening up and, and, and talking. Uh, as I said, you know, 13 years ago, we weren't talking about suicide. We weren't talking about depression. We weren't talking about all those things. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, so it's like I had to come out of my whole on my own. Um, and, and doing this, I've learned so much. It's okay to, to ask for help. You know, it's, it's okay, um, you know, and, and, and do away with the, um, the stigma and, and all of that associated with that. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think you're right. I mean, for example, talking about suicide for a second, I mean, that's, that's a very touchy topic. Anytime that, uh, you know, for example, as, as a young individual trying to, to seek help, because I, I had no idea where to go at first. And so I would try talking to my friends. And so I would, I would say I'm having these dark thoughts, right? And, and later to find out that I had what's called suicidal ideation. I wanted, I needed to talk to someone and they had no idea how to respond. It's just, it, it's a very scary topic, especially because it's unknown. And, and as humans, we're scared of, you know, what you don't know. And so, um, I got told a lot that I was a coward, that I was weak. Etc. 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 It's very important that people understand that uh, these suicidal thoughts—they're normal. And if you die by suicide, that's the same type of death than if you died from cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Or if you just died, you know, just from old age or or anything else. And that's that's what needs to be normalized so yes. that we can talk about this openly, as yes. opposed to this being hush hush. Yes, and and I agree, and that's one of the things we've been talking about. And I'm super excited that I have a group of teenagers that um, is ready to bring. In fact, we'll be in a in a high school, uh, Wamigo High School, hopefully by the end of the year. But to get these teenagers excited and ready to make a difference and and, and alleviate a lot of the the peer pressure and, and the stigma, um, and so that's where I, you know, I, I kind of want to get into that level too. For sure, the that younger audience, especially, is is needing to hear this to know that they're not alone and that they're they're loved, unique individuals. Joseph, let's uh, visit a little bit with Sheldon. Sure, Sheldon, uh, step up to the microphone and. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how this has been so fun for you to be able to share Joseph's story. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Well, first of all, let me say something about Joseph. Whenever he's in the room, you can just feel his presence, presence around, like he's got his hand in everything going on a little bit. Um, that's an inside joke. <laughs> ah. Well, it's been it's been really wonderful because... Well, Joseph and I, we struggle with something very similar called depression. Getting to talk about it and know that he and I are both in a very similar situation and that I'm not alone in feeling how I feel and that he and I can talk about it and be there for each other. And and getting to be vulnerable and share our story and our new book, That Empty Feeling, to let other people know that, hey, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Sheldon, what's your favorite part about the book about you? I think my favorite part is when my friend Dylan comes in and he asks me if I'm okay, but I'm scared. I don't want him to leave. I, I, I don't want him to judge me for how I'm feeling. And so I say I'm fine. And, and I hope that he just walks away because I don't want to be embarrassed. And, and like I said, I don't want him to judge me. But he stops and he looks in my eyes and he goes, you don't look okay, Sheldon. Are you sure you're fine? What's going on? And I realized for a second, maybe he, he understands. And we have a full conversation about how we feel. And he feels like I do. He feels like Joseph feels. We're friends. 
And this is a pretty serious conversation we're having, Sheldon, but Joseph tells me that you're really a funny monkey. Oh, yeah. I like bananas and butterflies. They're the best. <laughs> I can tell you love them. I do. I, I, it makes me grow big and strong, just like my dad. You know, I wish people could see what yeah. we're, we're sitting in here, seeing because I'm smiling, but then part of me tears up thinking about what the story is about, what they're, what they're going through. But this is a, a prime example of how you can target the audience that you're reaching because this is, I'm like super impressed with this. Oh, geez, thanks. <laughs> well, Sheldon, you got to be pretty proud of Joseph for, for creating you and the avenue that he's given you to share your story. Yeah, he really took um he took his pains and his struggles and turned them into something to help others. And that's what it's all about. Not dwelling in the darkness and being able to reach out and and you know, find your peace, find your truth. Sheldon, do you get a chance to tell your story a lot? I do. No, I do, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is how we can share our stories and talk about it and not be ashamed or sad or well we're sad, but not be ashamed of what we go through and what we've gone through to get to where we are today. Yeah, because it's it's not something to hide. It's right. a part of who you are. I mean, it, it's the same thing, you know, with history. You don't, you know, throw away a history book because it's something bad happened and, oh, no, we don't want to talk about that. You want to know about it. You want to acknowledge it so that you can stand on the past shoulders and keep moving forward. Well, absolutely. Joseph, it's a delight to have you, and, and thank you for bringing your friend Sheldon along. Really enjoyed our conversation together. Oh, golly gosh. You've really got some neat things in store for a lot of people, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, not only do I, I write books, and, and that's kind of where I want to start, uh, but I've been working on kind of a YouTube series that I would like to eventually turn into uh, like a, a TV show uh, to help start the mental health conversations, talk about our emotions, uh, help provide children and, and adults, families with tools for coping, finding help, et cetera, and the basic education like math, the ABCs, counting, et cetera. And uh, the last five years, I've been developing some holograms, stage holograms to be specific, and I'd like to also create kind of a traveling uh, stage production. And I'm so excited. We, But where we'll collaborate now and tie in his piece and help break that so we could work together. And as together, we collaborate to tell even more stories and, and reach a far bigger market. So I, I'm so excited. I'm so happy I got to meet you and Sheldon and uh, looking forward to what our future is going to bring. Yeah, me too. I, re I really am. And it's a pleasure to be here today. <laughs> like, it's awesome to be able to do this with you. I mean, my dad's a big fan. He says you're a legend. This is, uh, well, and uh, I've known your dad and probably your uncle for, for quite a while. And uh, you come from a good family. And I, I, I bet that they really uh, are certainly thankful for what you have been able to do with the challenges that you faced. And, it, and it, it's creative and it's, it's fun. It's lively. It's delightful. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, my, my dad, I was on the phone with him just before coming here, and um, he gave me some nice advice and, and told me to, you know, good luck, break a leg, and uh, that made my day. So. Did he tell that to Sheldon, too, or how's that leg doing over there? <laughs> no, just me. <laughs> you know, you mentioned that this is a very big conversation. Yeah, yeah it is. Starting this conversation with children, like I said, it was a really touchy topic. It took me two and a half years to write the book. I mean, that that's a long time. I rewrote the book 16 times. I needed to do that. 
and and get the words just right because it is such a, a big complicated message and and I worked with a, a counselor therapist to to make sure that you know this was factual this is you're not leading people astray or dramatizing glorifying anything like that and so I was able to simplify such a complicated topic for children to understand it but it's not just for children even if it's a children's book the message is for anyone who needs to hear it we're, we're touching and, and saving lives and that's what it's all about Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us today, you and Sheldon, and uh, I'll look forward to continuing on to work with you. Yeah, thanks for having me again, and uh, I'm excited to see where things go. Yeah. We hope you or someone you love can benefit from this series. If you need help, reach out to the many resources that are available. Many are listed in our show notes. The Flint Hills Volunteer Center's Suicide Awareness Pact podcast series is funded in part by the Kansas Health Foundation, AmeriCorps Seniors, and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share them with those you know that are seeking help and hope.